This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. subjecting you to more pain and suffering, so uh, you have to talk to him when he comes back. The, um, the other thing I did notice is uh, this is the third in a three-part series, and in the first part, Chuck kind of more or less outlines the context of the challenge, and the challenge is uh, how we apply some of the things we try and do better in our careers, and those careers happen at home, they happen in workplaces, they happen self-employed. There's lots of ways this comes out. So he talked a little bit about the context, and then he starts to suggest all the things we can do to maybe moderate those things. There's no magic wand, there's no uh, elixir that fixes everything. And so it's a little bit of the how to do it a little bit better. And then for the third part, he asked me to come and talk about all the things not to do. Um, so I think that's uh, what I'm here to share with you. It has been, a, uh, I'm 52 years old, been working uh, for you know majority of my life now. And um, the past 24 months have been uh, tumultuous. So it's a good instance of maybe I can share some of my story, some of the lessons learned, and some of the ways I think, hopefully, you'll see parallels to a spiritual growth. So career development, spiritual development, hopefully will be the common theme as we go forward. Um, the, uh, the first week we did talk about your five talents. You'll remember Pastor Chuck talked about the Bible story of the five talents and keeping those talents. Sometimes it's very difficult when you see others that are perceived to have better talents and maybe want to take yours and, and bury them. And, and, and Chuck's message to us is, don't bury them. Bring them out, share them. And that's certainly uh, the first week's theme. The uh, second, I'm getting coaching that I need to be louder from, uh, so pardon me. What's that? Closer to the mic? Oh, boy. That doesn't sound too good to me, so there we go. Uh, thank you. So the first week was about bringing your talents out, not burying them, and sharing them, even if it's in the perception that my talents don't make up the same uh, dimension that somebody else's are. Uh, the second week, he said to apply these talents, you know, to use them for the benefit of others, and to bring out more of how you can use these to be in service to others, and think more about the context in which we, we share them. Um, it's also, he gave us the homework last Monday, and hopefully most of you have done this homework, to go and do the ordinary. Just practice the ordinary, and most of that is connecting with others and helping others. And that was the first week and the second week. And third week today, we'll start to talk a little bit more about how those challenges aren't as easy. It's not a simple formula that if I just do this, everything works out. And we'll un untangle that a little bit as we go forward. So when I look forward uh, to some our first slide, I, I try and think of imagery. So apologies, my um, background, I spent six years studying psychology only to end up in business. Nothing like what I thought it would be, and this is the most humble statement, but I really honestly believed I would be a great child psychologist. Not in an arrogant way at all, just in a calling way and a feeling that that's what I was meant to do. Only to be rejected by schools and rejected by the kind of career that I thought I would have and to see people who were those true five-talent people go on and have wonderful careers. So it was a, a, that was the first uh, segue for me. Uh, 
um, into a career that I did enjoy my, uh, my next career outside of psychology, but it was an interesting you know, first transition to facing certain uh, new challenges that aren't always um, in our control, and I'll come back to that a little bit. So I searched for an image, as a, a good psychologist will do, and it's a familiar one, right? Hopefully this is the children's game, Shoots and Ladders. Um, the analogy for me is great. I always thought it would be nothing but moving forward and me climbing the ladder based on my own effort, my own merit, my own skills. And I found out two things. In every career, every path, there are shoots that you fall down, and they're perfectly fine. And the other analogy that I love from this slide is I always thought it was my control. I get to which spot I want to go, and I know how to skip the ladders. And sometimes there's that roll of the dice, it's just luck. That there, you know, is a little bit beyond our control. And so that's why this image came to me as a, probably a good analogy to move forward with. And then the second slide, it's this reading. And apologize if I turn around. I was going to ask one of you to read it, but without the mic, we'll uh, improvise if that's okay. You are the salt of the earth, but if that salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And this next part I know is a great image as well, so you can all keep this in mind. But you are the light of the world, and I truly think that should resonate. You, individually, are the light of the world. A town built upon a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify you, Father in heaven. And again, a really beautiful uh, passage that ties in what we learned on the first week about the five talents and that, that reading as well as last week when uh, Pastor Chuck was also talking about using these things to apply to the ordinary. So this is a beautiful passage. And uh, to prepare for today, uh, next slide, I just thought it's it starting with this career and this job advice. So I just Googled and looked for some top, top career advice, and these are some th certain things that came up. And it's interesting, and if you go just one more slide, I highlighted certain things that jumped out to me, and they're all really good. Um, Next slide. You'll see that it says exercise humility and restraint. I thought that was wonderful. And some of these highlights to me are things that really could be equally true in a spiritual journey as they are maybe career advice. Uh, others are make your own path. Um, embrace failure is one I really loved. Keep things simple. Uh, relax. Some of the other Get up, dress up, and show up. And again, that's kind of from last week's theme, a wonderful way to, to really think about just this can be applied to very common and ordinary days. And I think that was, oh, be nice to everyone is certainly a, a good closing. So if this is the sage advice that we get on the internet and from perceived experts, people have definitely been perceived to be very, very successful in their careers and in what they challenge themselves to do. I took an informal survey next slide. And I asked some folks from New Church Live and the Sermon Writing Committee who was instrumental in bringing most of this uh, information and this theme to you. Uh, 
and these are just some of the words. I won't read all of them, but you know, careers are not uh, not made only in the workplaces. They may be in uh, how you care for parents and children. Uh, allow room for the question of how would the Spirit do it, or the, you know, more the traditional how would Jesus choose the next step. Um, I thought that was a really nice one too. That's a good thing to pause in our day when we, it doesn't feel like it's a good place for God. Maybe it really is, and if we just maybe pause there. And then you'll see later, the other question you ask yourself is, what would Bob do? And then do the opposite thing. So there, there are two very helpful questions. Uh, never be afraid to ask for help. And the, the other one that we kind of ended with is, it's not about you. That you are working for something bigger than you. And we'll come back to that quite a bit through this. Um, there's also a lot of bad advice out there, we found out. I didn't write down most of it, but it comes out very negative. Um, first is, uh, sometimes you have to lie. I think that was a, a some sage advice offered that was not taken turns out to be maybe bad advice. And the other is, you know, don't take resistance from anyone. Don't take anybody who's uh, giving you maybe some problems. And I think there's uh, some truth in that. Maybe listening to those, there's even insights that we can take out of that. So this is um, similar to the other slide, sage advice on, you know, from the New Church Live community. Um, we also talked about in in the beginning, it's oftentimes, the question is, what is it that I want to do? And what is it that I want to end up having? And we thought, increasingly, it's more about asking a different question. It's more about the who do I want to be? And how do I want to get there? And if that question shifts a little bit, we oftentimes find that that's a good uh, place to really maybe break the cycle of you know, feeling like we're in competition with others and feeling that folks are working against us versus we're working in what I call an ecosystem. We're just all part of a common move forward. And this is just maybe a way to not think of us as always in competition. We hope to come back to that a little bit. And as we go forward, the last part, the going forward, this keeps coming back to me, is the career development and a spiritual development. I would have never, in my past 20 years, thought of those as having a common intersection. And in the older I, 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 I got, I thought they really are more and more overlapping. And ideally, if I was had one request, is hopefully at uh, various points of this uh, continuing service, you'll start to say, is he speaking about career, or is he talking about spiritual development? And that, I think there is a lot of parallels there. So we've talked about the context a little bit, and certainly for me, it came down to what was the real problem. So I kind of outlined it a little bit. It's, um, there's certain things that are clearly in our control. Hopefully those steps we take, those ladders we try and climb, that's sometimes in our control. There's external circumstances well beyond our control. Um, the context of who we work with, the cycles of the business that you know, maybe going through a boom period or a contract period or a company hiring and a company laying off. There's a lot of things outside of our control. And throughout all of that, I think it becomes very important to also remember not trying to control all of it. Certain times it just needs to have surrender. I know uh, for years I kept changing my password for everything I did at work and the computer would lock and you'd have to unlock it every 15, 20 minutes and mine would be some form of surrender. And that was just a good reminder that a lot of this stuff is outside of our control. Um, there's also the thought of, you know, in control and out of control also shows up in there's certain voluntary developments we make. We, we want to make these changes. We see ourselves as deficient with some skill. We take the opportunity to make that skill better. 
And there are certain chances that it's an involuntary uh, chance to develop. Someone gives you a bad review. Someone gives you maybe the five things you're good at, but the three things that are your blind spots. And those are maybe opportunities to involuntarily develop. And those certainly come out in a career and a spiritual journey as well. And then lastly, another image, if we go to the next slide. This is kind of, for me, the challenge came out of what's an expectation and how do you live up to those expectations. So certainly this is a probably, hopefully familiar um, picture where you're, you're, at the beginning of your career, you start at a certain level. It's the effort of walking and moving and you move up the ladder. And you see this only goes one direction. And what I love about this image, and this one's been popular, but I only noticed it the other day. At the end, you're given a megaphone. So you can command and control, and you're given the power. And ultimately, that's where I think I started to get into trouble. As you go up, you expect people to um, they distinguish going from uh, positional power to personal power. And I think this uh, is the megaphone is a positional power where because I'm boss, I get to say. And I think it's important at times, if you're the employee, or you're a colleague, or a peer, or even somewhere, that positional power sometimes can be a big challenge. It brings challenge to our own expectations as well. But if this was the expectation, we go to the next slide, I have like a four or five slide development of, of what became my challenge. So very similar, in early 20s, we start with expectations, and we sort of are given, or I was at least, an expectation that if I just do these certain things, certainly every day will be better than the day before, and I'll have more money, more power, more prestige, more people working for us, all these expectations of things I would think I was owed simply because I showed up. And that was maybe the expectations I started with in my early 20s. We go to the next slide. I think I also reflected a little bit about where were my passions and where were my energies. And I think in the beginning, and I see this intersecting maybe in a, in a negative way, the passion, the energy, the desire to be different was really high. And over time, sometimes fatigue takes over. Sometimes it just gets more difficult to show up and bring that same level of energy. So over time, for me, I felt energy and passion decline. Next slide. So what actually happened for me? I would say I, I told you the story of six years in psychology, very, very sure that that was a calling for me and something that I, I had gifts and maybe a few talents. Maybe I was a two-talent or a three-talent person. Um, ultimately, you get into a work environment and not everyone agrees. And I found myself in a business setting, having never taken a business course. And all of these challenges, so I think I was starting much lower than I, I thought I would. And instead of moving straight up that slope, there was good days and bad days, so this was kind of a, a rocky road, up and down. Also on that same journey, I can go back to that same slide for a second, um, there were periods of rapid growth. And those are the ones that sometimes the ego starts getting fueled and it feels great, and there is some reward, and there is some recognition, and the attaboys start to come, and it feels really good. But ultimately, those can be followed by pretty precipitous drops, and uh, some of that is in my control, I now look back and realize, and some of it outside. And then one more slide. But ultimately, the green line is the one I'm most hopeful about. So first of all, these lines don't end for me. I'm, I think I've got at least another 10, hopefully 20 years of, of career and working and, and participating in, in a, a work environment. Um, the older I got, maybe that energy and passion may have declined a little bit, but ultimately I think the serenity and balance that I could bring to it started to increase. And I think that's a, 
a moment of pause, a moment of maturation, and you start to say, okay, I'm not getting what I thought I would, but I'm asking different questions, and I'm looking for different things, and now the serenity and peace is starting to come much quicker, and ultimately I have that one continuing where I think it'll end up a much better endpoint than maybe what my initial expectations were. And so that's my silly little walkthrough of how I think my challenges came from balancing the expectations and what I thought was owed to me versus learning and adapting and trying to be very flexible. Um, and two more slides. So that's just that contrast. It starts simply, and this is the thing that I think even in college today or in high school, and I know in technical school and high school, these are the kind of expectations that are set versus the realities have this mix of different emotions and feelings and external and internal. And then the next slide. The other thing just to reflect, I know for me, I, I basically had two. The psychology career I knew I was entitled to and thought I deserved versus a business um, opportunity working in, in information that had a very different path. For others, there's careers and then there's uh, challenges to say, maybe this isn't what I really wanted to do. I mean, start as a nurse, switch to a business setting, switch into some sort of home business and uh, the such. So I know my path, and I wanted to apologize in the beginning, may feel very uh, similar to yours or may feel very different. I think the, the juxtaposition of where all of these things come together hopefully aligns to how you're looking at your own life. And then next slide. They also talk, and this is a business setting, and I'm trying to go from the business setting to today, here and now, and a little bit about um, how it applies to a spiritual journey. They describe there's two types of ways to think about our marketplace, and I think this applies to two ways of thinking about your career or what you do on, on your day to day. And they talk about the red ocean, and the red ocean is very much about I'm a shark and you're a shark. And if I have to eat, I have to make sure you don't eat. And that's a very old world, maybe com competition. If I'm Apple, I have to be better than Google, and Google has to be better than Microsoft, but then Microsoft. And that's kind of an old school red ocean way of defining it. And if it's defined that way, lots of good things can happen. You become very shrewd at how to get ahead. But I'm gonna talk about in the second half, thinking about it more like a blue ocean. So we'll come back to that. And as the band comes out, um, this is kind of just the, the my story. Um, hopefully relates a little bit and we'll talk a little bit about how um, some of the things that Pastor Chuck shared with us and other ways to, to move through these kind of challenges. Okay, I'm getting prompted to uh, speak closer to the microphone. Is that okay for those in the back? And the online audience seems also okay. So we're moving to the section. The first part I'm much better about talking about the problem, talking about my mistakes, talking about the things that I look back and go, whoops, that's pretty stupid. Um, this next part is about the solution a little bit more. Uh, the first thing that the sermon writing committee certainly helped me remember is when you're struggling with your job is sometimes to pause and realize your job is simply a component of a mission. And if we uh, switch to the next slide, So if you, you can ask yourself, what happens if instead of focusing on my job and my opportunity, what if I reflect on what happens to the mission? And uh, a good analogy on the next slide is um, it's the very folks that make this possible for all of us online and here today. 
Um, I look at each of these people, uh, and pardon me for turning around, but uh, Angela, Stephen, Ray, Maggie, Michelle, Marcus, Stewart, and certainly uh, Pastor Chuck. I think they're great living examples of folks that are doing their job and have challenges in their job. I know they do. I, I apologize to Stephen about 10 times for how he had to help me with these slides very last moment. Um, I was traveling and I didn't have a chance to get it to him as early as I could. And I remember you know, days at my work when you think you're working harder because someone else didn't attend to your needs as much as you hoped they would. So um, these are folks that very much think of the mission as they do the job. And I think that helps them uh, ultimately outperform in their position. And the second thing I started thinking of is, you know, the what if, and on the next slide. And just what if there's karma-like forces? So whether you believe in karma or you don't believe in karma. But I think this is a question that really started helping me a lot. Um, and what if you only can get what ultimately you give? And that really became about 20 years or halfway through my career an incredibly important focus. Instead of focusing on what am I, I do this to get something, I started to transition my career and I, I think ultimately received from some very good feedback and praise for being a good developer of people. And I thought that's a good, that's a good end point for me. I may not get the positional power to tell everybody to do everything the way I want to do it, but if I can find a way to help them find their very best sense of self, I can uh, go home and have a great day look back at the year, look back on the career, and be quite happy. And I think in doing that, ultimately, more rewards started to come to me. That's where I think there is this karma-like force. I wasn't any more focused on me and what I have to do. I thought if I help people, that gets noticed. And in fact, I think that, that happened a little bit. Uh, next slide. And so we started talking about earlier this red ocean concept, and it's me versus you, and I eat at your peril, or if you eat, it's at my peril. And increasingly, business, and I thought of this as one of uh, a tangent I'll go down, but I hopefully it, it, it seems relevant. Um, what do you think of it instead as an ocean and an ecosystem? And it doesn't have to be me versus you, but it's all of us working together, the little fish helping do certain things for the coral, the coral supporting different things. We can all survive and all thrive and all define maybe the world we're trying to thrive in differently if we stop seeing the ocean as necessarily a red ocean and more of this blue ocean ecosystem. And so that's became an important analogy as well in, in a spiritual journey. I don't think it necessarily has to be our religion versus another religion or I'm more spiritual than you and I'll use an analogy that doesn't really happen in my house. But you know, I've got to be more spiritual than my wife, and if I'm doing better, then I win the next argument because I'm, I'm pulling in God more on my side. That doesn't work for starters, don't try it, um, but it's really not a great analogy. I see more how do we survive in the ecosystem, and me getting ahead doesn't necessarily have to come at your cost, and vice versa. I think it, it again starts to make that transition over. And then this is another prayer, um, if you go to the next slide that came back to me. I think it's one you've seen many, many times. But again, I think in my career, I wish I would have said this a lot more often during the day. And it's uh, hopefully one you recognize. It's God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. For me, all three are challenges, but it's the last one that really became ultimately a struggle. 
and not knowing which is the things I need to surrender to because I'm a job in a mission versus those things that I can change and I should have the courage to change. And those were good, helpful reminders. My struggle was often not, not being able to pick which one. I thought a, a bad colleague or a bad customer was my job to change. I, that's what I, my challenge was and that's where I needed courage. That's where I needed surrender and I needed serenity. So um, I think that prayer, if I could use that a lot more, would have come to a much better place. And then next slide, I, I think we're starting to close here, our series in the three-part series, and I started to think, what are some of the lessons? And next slide, the first one is, and Chuck shared this before, is to stay awake, and I think that's pay attention. I think it's just to show up, and it seems kind of ordinary, but I think Pastor Chuck reminded us in the previous two uh, parts of the series to just stay awake. Next is to use your gifts, not to bury those gifts. And I think, again, super important to make sure we're not feeling in competition to someone who has more talents, or not saying that my talent is in psychology and therefore I have to have a success there and I have to be recognized by my uh, peers, and it's just uh, using the gifts that we do have. And then lastly, and this is very important, it's applying those with the thought of others and their needs. And I think that's that red ocean, blue ocean type of distinction. If we can think more about how do these gifts get used for the benefit of others, ultimately there's God, ultimately there's new church live advice and sage wisdom. And those are some of the lessons I hopefully have taken from this series and can share with you, and hopefully you're taking other lessons, obviously. And then lastly, Again, this is the bumpy part. So I'm going off on another tangent. This is what I think Chuck says. I'm going out to left field and playing maybe a different game. But recently in, in business, there's this concept of crystallized intelligence versus fluid intelligence. And the story bears out. Crystallized intelligence is those things that if you're a carpenter or you're in finance or whatever you're, uh, you're nursing, you can become better and better over time. You become more specialized. Thinking of a doctor who has to diagnose you after a year of experience versus a doctor who's had 30 years of experience, much more likely to use that crystallized knowledge and apply it. And all of us tend to get more crystallized knowledge over time. Fluid knowledge is our ability more to adapt. It's more to perceive and be sensitive to the environment we're in and adapt. And the analogy they were using is in the Navy vessels in the 1950s, it was common to have 500 people on boat, 30 cooks, 30 security, 30 firefighters, and you needed a very large group of people with crystallized knowledge, all to come together to make a, a Navy ship sail. The new modern ones, they're hiring for folks that don't have crystallized knowledge, but fluid knowledge. And what that means is I would go to the Navy and I would learn a little bit about security, a little bit about cooking, a little bit about computers, a little bit about uh, plumbing. And if I have that fluid knowledge and sensitivity to understand when I need to use my security, when I need to use the firefighting skills, that becomes ultimately better. And now some of the new naval vessels are running with as few as 35 people, what used to take hundreds of people. And for this, um, if you go back to the slide one second, this back one. Because they kind of crisscross, I think of our career as sometimes we take that crystallized knowledge which gives us an advantage over others and we hold on to it very deeply, while the environment might be calling for more of our fluid intelligence, more of our ability to 
perceive this is something to be sensitive, be aware that there's others that are, are a different part of their journey. They may have struggles uh, going through things at home that make their work life more difficult. And that fluid intelligence is increasingly maybe more important to our career progression. And I, ultimately, I would offer you our spiritual progression. And now the next slide, sorry. So, and actually, I think it's one before this, if you don't mind. Well, let's stay here for a second and I'll switch it up. So, sort of the what ifs as we go forward this week. What if we could be guided by principles? And those principles, here's just a few I chose. You know, if I'm guided by principles and results and goals, and less about my promotions, my prestige, and my power, and thinking of those as owed rewards. Uh, I want to go back and this week start thinking more about being guided by the principles. The other what if question I had earlier than this was, you know, what if we think of our, our mentors and the people we should model our careers and our, our spiritual journey after? Maybe instead of Jeff Bezos, the richest person on earth, with Mother Teresa, and I don't mean modeling, I want to be like Mother Teresa, just helping people. But I think of her as thinking of her career, she, how she showed up every day, how at the end of every day she wasn't worried about, you know, am I getting recognized for this? Are people listening to me and following me? And, you know, how she's helping all those people. So I'm trying to think of how I'd like that to be more anal analogous for me than maybe Jeff Bezos. So that's another what if for me. And I guess next slide. And these are some of the takeaways. So what if we all have gifts, one, two, or five talents? I certainly think we could apply all of them and don't bury them. What if our mission matters more than our job? What if our expectations and realities may not match? How do we become more fluid and more adaptable? Do not let your light or your talents be covered by a ball. Let them shine. And then ultimately we may be in a blue ocean, so reimagine your purpose and how it continues to interact with others. Ultimately, to use the light and the talent, Beth uh, Penmanship, uh, in service to others and to serve the mission. And possibly the rewards that come will exceed our expectations and our hopes. So those were some of the takeaways I had. I'm gonna leave the microphone for a second, but just to, I brought some props that would have worked better with the analogy, but th these were the kind of lessons and the props that I had from the previous couple of weeks. So the first was to uncover our light, not cover it with a bowl. And the other analogy is to take out of the dirt those tokens, those talents that we bury, and bring them more forward and use them. So that worked a lot better in my head a few days ago than it may have done here. So the, um, as the band comes back out, okay, um, I did want to uh, just close with a prayer. And I ask you all to join me, and then afterwards, if you'd like to say the Our Father, please do. Lord, thank you for this time, this place, this group. Let us recall you held a place for all, from the Pharisees to the tax collector, 
the innkeeper to the street merchant. Let our path be lit by your light, guided by your words, and develop on time, not always in our hands. By reminding us of our Lord's sacrifice, let us recall, pause, and smile at the times when our setbacks can also unlock the door to new beginnings and paths we never imagined possible. Through relenting to the headwinds and the crosswinds in our lives, we will inevitably learn that all the navigation leads back to you. This week, as we confront those challenges that feel like they control us, let us be reminded of the control we impose on others. That may have limited their success. Help me, help us, to be reminded of the diversity of contributions that build success. And let us give light to everyone. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.